0: today um I'm just glad to get you out of Provo I felt like you were in Provo for for so long you may have converted there but you've got you've got two desperate teams K-State at Texas people are still trying to say Texas is like on the bubble or in the tournament maybe based on the record they are or their their schedule I don't think K-State's in right now at all but, man, this, I think this is huge for both of those teams. So, I, I think this is going to be uh, a fun one at the Moody Center. Pete, are you uh, are you pacing yourself? Are you ready to go tonight?
1: I am ready to go. It's going to be 8 o'clock Central start on ESPN2. And yeah, you said it, both these teams are they're, – they're angry because Texas got just blown out at Houston, and they're better than that, although Houston is – very very good and kansas state lost another heartbreaker at home so now they've lost six of seven i think if you gave jerome tang some truth serum he would agree with you that as of right now they're not in having a chance to talk to him today shoot around he harkened back to and you can maybe help me with his year i guess baylor started the big 12 two and seven uh and they ended up making the sweet 16 that same year and he, he he mentioned how he brought that up and shared that with his players that, Hey, we want to be the team that on March 17th, that's when selection Sunday is people ask us, Hey, can you believe that you got here? You know, did you believe you would be able to make it into the tournament? And, and really they're a very good team. They started out the big 12, four and one. And I think they're a dangerous team. I think tonight will tell you a whole lot about Kansas state, but talking to coach Tang today, Uh, he's taking it game by game and he's pretty excited for the opportunity
0: tonight. Yeah. I mean, that sounds to me like it would have been one of those team. Boy, that's, that's interesting because they got really, really good, but that would have had to be back around circa 10 10 or 11. 10 or 12.
2: Yeah. I think it was 10 10 or 12. 12.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. And who would that have been? Um, Cam, would that have been Motley and that crew? No, uh, that. This would have been Pierre Jackson Great. and yeah. uh, AC. Oh, and, Pierre and AC. Yeah, and uh, so even before Isaiah and that bunch. Okay, yeah. Very, it's very just interesting. Just before
2: Isaiah, as a matter of fact.
0: Okay, yeah, Pete. I, I we're, we'll we'll just kind teeth. of be like your research assistants, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll look all this up I, for I, you. Yeah,
1: I got to cut my teeth calling Pierre Jackson in, in the uh, at the time of the D League. Which is now the G League. He he was he was a great player, just you know, really undersized.
0: Yeah, he was he was something, and he made the Mavericks, and then I think he got hurt. But that was that was kind of neat to see a five seven or five eight dude yeah. playing for the Mavericks. And and he's unstoppable. But of course, in the NBA, you you just can't you almost can't do that anymore. Like have somebody that would be that deficient on the defensive end. Uh, but still, he, he was amazing to watch, and he, he's one of those guys, much like Le, um, you know Lace Dunn, who will still be hooping ten years from now. Those guys end up <laughs> yeah, playing exactly. in the Someone foreign league. Oh yeah, they'll get over there to Greece or or Israel or somewhere, and they'll fall in love. Pierre is an easy kid to fall in love with, but uh, well, that'll be interesting, and I I'll be interested to see. What the horns fans like? Are they losing faith? I mean, what an ugly performance that was in uh, in Houston. I mean, Houston put the kibosh on them. They put them in a headlock. The defense was tremendous. I at times have thought, is Houston that good? And then you yeah, see that, and and it's just like Texas didn't even have a chance. I mean, it so, was just. I mean, thing, it was the one thing about yeah.
1: Houston is the only fear I have, and it's not. It is Are they taking too early? Because they are so good right now. And it's almost, they're almost so good that, you know, coach Terry can talk to his team and say, Hey, that was, that's a one of one. We, we, we again, like shoot arounds need you get a chance to talk to these guys. He was super upbeat. Uh, I'm calling the game with, uh, Reed Geddes five slamma jamma facility. Oh, yeah. and, and Reed mentioned after we talked to coach Terry, like he's very upbeat, you know, almost like surprised. And, he He is excited about his team, he's excited about their chances, and I think he really I think he really likes this team, and I, I, I think it's it's not you know you're Texas, so you're a big gun, so you never want to lose anybody, let alone Houston, but at the same time, Houston's so good this year. I've seen them make good teams look completely pedestrian. They did it again against Texas, and I think it's a little easier to flush it uh if if you're coach Terry, and mm-hmm. he just wants to get his team off to a hot start tonight. I, like you, will be really interested to see what kind of crowd turns out. Uh, you know, it, it, are they losing faith? I, I, I don't think they should be, for sure. This is a really good and such such an exciting team. I mean, you know, Dylan DeSue is playing out of his mind. Max Smith is coming up on 3,000 points. Tyrese Hunter's electric. There's a lot to like about this Texas team as a fan.
0: Yeah, you like him more than I do. I, uh, I'm i just mad at him for beating Baylor on that buzzer beater. But, uh, boy, yeah. you and, you'll you like Reed. He was on with me, oh, a couple of years ago. I forgot, before some kind of huge Houston run or something. And, I mean, you talk about the nicest guy ever. Oh, man. Yet Reed is, uh, uh, and I'm sure you've been around him. an but, hour wow. between
1: practices today. And yeah. I, was, I, I got him going. Just like you would have for, you know, yeah. on on Five Flamajama and, and Guy D. Lewis yeah. for a, a good hour. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, those were some uh those were some amazing teams. Okay, the Bears, you got I mean, Nunn is on a heater. Jaden Nunn forty seven points in the last two games. I love that Jacoby Walter got a little I mean, he, he got aggressive. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put seventeen shots up. He gets to the line. I don't even care that it wasn't the most efficient thing in the world. I thought that was a great sign. Um, and and they rolled. Mountaineers really never had a chance. The Bears were a little ragged there at the very end. But that thing was all academic from about halftime on. Uh, I, I mean, I think the Bears are in a good spot. But, man, that having to go to BYU, you've been there. I mean, yeah. again, as I said, you you did one game and stayed there for another. Um, I mean, I you're starting to get a good feel for like how difficult these environments are. I was really impressed by the Houston environment just watching it on TV. But Houston the,
1: environment is is scary because they yeah. perfect amount they did. You know, Oklahoma State, if you want to say like maybe it was a bit of a flaw going to a bigger arena. Or, because a lot yes. of times, especially now when they're struggling, it's barren schools, like Baylor schools, like Houston, they know exactly who they are and what their fan base is. And it, it gives them Baylor now, obviously foster, but it gives them a huge home court advantage. Houston has a huge home court advantage, 7,000 people. And it is loud. And, and like you mentioned, it's almost scary. BYU is the same way, but it's, you know, it's 16,000 people or 18,000, I think. And, it is a very unique environment when you factor in the travel, when you factor in the crowd support, uh, even the weather, you would say. Obviously, you know, it's just a little bit different when you get off a plane and it's freezing cold and there's snow everywhere. Uh, and also you talk about the altitude. That 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 hits you for the first, you know, at least till the first TV timeout. So there's a lot to prepare for when you're playing at BYU. We just saw them get smoked by Oklahoma State. I'll be so interested to see how Baylor does. I, I'll tell you this, being a practice on Saturday, you would have thought, okay, this, this is, this is a letdown game for Baylor possibly like uh, one of those trap games. Uh, Scott drew was like all business. Like I left that practice and I thought there's no way he's, this team is going to have a letdown and they didn't. And I think that's what makes one of the many things that makes Scott drew such an elite coach, knowing his team, sensing the vibe, knowing when to put the gas or hit the gas. And, uh, Baylor's exciting, man. I mean, you got to be pumped as an alum. It's going to be, it should be a fun
2: stretch run here. Yes, I am, Pete. As a matter of fact, I am very pumped. And <laughs> I, I was there actually, is. I was going to ask you kind of the vibes. You know, you've been around this team all season long. You've done quite a few of their games, Baylor, and this seems to be probably their best stretch so far. You know, they they dropped the game last weekend against Kansas. Uh, tight game. They'd won three in a row before that. Now they've won back-to-back against inferior opponents. And this is a massive, massive game tomorrow night. Obviously, we've got Houston and Iowa State tonight. So that's one team with three conference losses is going to become four conference losses. And that's where Baylor's at right now, too. They're one game behind in the loss column, but a really tough road game tomorrow night. You, you talked about the focus of this team. Is, is this the the most positive and the best it's felt to be around this team this year?
1: It, it has, yeah. because And I and I think the the road
2: test, you know, you just mentioned it. Uh, no one can so win on the road, road it seems like. What's that? It seems like nobody can win on the road in this conference. No, but
1: Baylor did against West Virginia. Yeah, they did.
2: That was, you know, okay, obviously not the most formidable
1: opponent. <laughs> but, again, they went in there like a well-oiled machine and like a hot knife through butter. And I think that is what you're talking about, right? Like, that's the kind of team we're talking about right now. They know how to win. The Jaden Nunn thing, him coming on because he's such a, when you have a guy like that, uh, that plays such good defense and plays so hard. And then he starts to cash in on the offensive end consistently. What was another thing that coach drew told me on Saturday, this is a guy we love the seven or the 27 point outburst, but he can score 15 a night. And to me, that's like him saying, we're going to need him to score 15 a night. If we're going to make a real run at this thing. So, The more consistent that you get a guy like Nunn playing and like Matt mentioned with Jacoby Walter, it was interesting because talking to people around around the game and around the program, it's it's almost like he is so comfortable in his own skin. He's he's not like, you know, I can say it like Keontae George, like maybe sort of shoehorning production in to the to the limited time he has in college. He's able to fall back, okay, it's not my night, allow other guys to to really have big games. But then himself it was really cool to see him, like, just kind of put the pedal to the metal and, and decide that he was going to have a big game against West Virginia. I think he kind of needed that, and I think it shows how well-rounded this team is becoming.
0: I didn't like that Cre- Kerr Kresa. I'm sure he's a good kid, but, man, he was reacting poorly to the officiating. And, <laughs> to I mean, he just seemed like a guy who cares a lot about his haircut, getting it just right on the side. That guy hey, was bugging me a little bit. Cool. Yeah, Raquan Battle, I kind of like him. I mean, there's so many good players in the league, but uh, I am interested. That'll be an interesting hire, because I don't think they'll they, – they can't really stay with that Eilert, who uh, I'm sure is a good dude, but they probably need to go a different direction. There, there'll be big hires at OSU. There'll be a big hire at West Virginia. Um, and I think those things will be uh, interesting. Uh, talking to Pete Souza on the Matt Mosley Show, you hear him on these ESPN games. He's got K-State at Texas tonight. I would like Langston Love. I'm going to have Scott on later on the program, uh, and I'm going to really press him on a on a good Langston update because I you can't really say game-time decision and then have the guy sit out three games, right? I mean, at some point – I'll
1: tell you. Yeah. He was was as close to going – this is uh, 100% my opinion. But seeing him kind of move around, get lathered up in practice, uh, he had gone as far as he had gone in in the previous practices and shoot-arounds, and then up to the minute game time. I think if that was a different opponent, we may have seen him in a uniform – and, and not kind of in, in street clothes, but I think he's right there. Like I, I would be surprised if he didn't play in Provo.
2: There we go. That's a big oh, update that. Matt. no that's I, like what I would Pete. you took that question right out of my mouth. I was I was thinking with like, Pete, like, he's yeah, there like, for practice.
1: When we were sitting there courtside right before Tip Yeah and Matt Roberts Baylor uh S I D checked in with us and said hey he's gonna he, he's out tonight. Um, I, w- I-, I was shocked. Like, I, I was like, oh, wow, because all signs pointed to him going physically, right, as far as the yeah, test is concerned.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you're, what you're saying is you thought Matt Roberts had made a mistake in that moment. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't think that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Roberts has never made a mistake. <laughs> Matt Roberts is a man. He's great. He's a very friendly man those, who those loves college
1: Big Matt Roberts fan. Those guys don't get enough credit. Like being able to sit with Scott McConnell, you know, the Texas sports information guy who's been around. It seems like since the Southwest Conference, he's amazing. I mean, he's just. He the, the, those guys are just fountains of information. And if you're a guy like me that wants a Cliff Notes version sometimes on how the season's going, take me behind the curtain. They're 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 amazing.
0: Yeah, I like I like that. I the uh, I'm glad you're giving them. Some uh, that McConnell guy, he got me in. There was only one seat left, and I made a decision at the last minute. I wanted to go say, say goodbye to the drum in person, and that guy got me into the the arena that night. And uh, so I always appreciate that. What do you think of this uh, Iowa State, Houston? battle uh that happens tonight and uh we we talked about houston a little bit my concern was they got two guards that can score like i've I've always been concerned long term if they you know if somebody could run get them going and it got it got in like a a big time back and forth shooting affair and they were knocking down threes could they keep up and i uh, you know obviously Cryer. Is as good a knockdown shooter as there is in the country. What I was impressed the other night was with, or the other day, is that Juwan Roberts, I thought of him as just kind of a muscular, big, huge, great rebound kind of guy. And like, he had some moves against Texas that they didn't have any answer for. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa, wait a second. I may have misevaluated this guy. So, but. One I mean, of those weird,
1: they, w- weird like, uh, what do you call them, sliding door moments or whatever. Yeah. It have been for Houston early this season when L.J. Cryer was, was injured and he missed a stretch of time there. A bunch of guys, of course, Jamal Shedd really emerged as the guy. I mean, he's a player of the year candidate. But uh, guys like, uh, you know, you just mentioned, and guys like Jamal Shedd, like, they got so much better with that absence of Cryer. Like you said, they were able to kind of develop their game offensively. And I think that's really like one of those weird deals where cryer being out for a couple of games helped this team evolve and elevate because I've seen the same thing that you're talking about. Uh, And as far as the game tonight and the outcome, I think if that game was in Ames, like it was earlier this year, uh, I I think I would say Iowa state's going to win the fact that it's in Houston and that environment, both of these teams are just an absolute meat grinder to go through, and and both of them are awesome at home. And this game being at Houston, I, I'd have to say that's that's really the reason. It's a flip, it's a coin flip, in my opinion.
0: Boy, that's, it's it's going to be Cam. It's going to be fun to watch oh, coin flip good. game tonight. But I I'm going to be peeking at that other game because I want to hear Pete. Did you hear Pete bring up sliding doors? It got me to thinking. <laughs> About a movie <laughs> I saw in 1998, <laughs> a romantic. Ben and well, now I don't. Right? Gwyneth Paltrow was in this. Okay. And then the her love interest was John Hannah. You would totally know him if you see him. And then the the great oh, actress. Yeah, I'm
1: looking it up right now. <laughs> Jeannie
0: John Hannah, the, the left tackle. Jeannie Triplehorn. Triple Horn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She From was also in the... F- the claim.
2: What is this movie, man?
0: Yeah, Sliding Doors. <laughs> oh, of that's a-
2: what it's called.
0: Yeah. yeah it's- oh, okay. This I'm well, not yeah. familiar with this film. No, it's it's an to- interesting it's one year, for sure. And Matt, and, Pete uh, had an
2: elite college basketball reference that I had to text him about during the game. But I blew it.
1: I said the wrong year. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It you know, I was going
2: to let it slide. It was the 91 <laughs> championship game, Grant Hill against Roy Williams, Kansas Jayhawks. You remember that, Matt, first play of the game? Bobby Hurley, NCAA's all-time assist leader, throws one up uh, from almost like half-court alley-oop, and it's way too far. But Grant like, basically reaches behind the backboard to get it and slam it down. You remember that play? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and we almost saw a mimic of that on Saturday night. Pretty but close. Whether it was Meesey or Walter, it was just out of his reach to, to, to throw it down.
2: You can't sneak any Duke basketball history past me. That's that's what Pete learned this weekend.
1: <laughs> no, no chance.
2: Not when you're named yeah. after Cameron Indoor Stadium. It can't happen.
1: It made me feel better when you, when you told me that, by the way.
2: Hey, this is what I'm here for, Pete. <laughs> we
1: uh
0: we it can't be comfortable
2: unhappy. calling games in the Big 12, you know? Everybody's comfortable. I'm trying to help. I
0: started wow. to say something to Pete during the game the other night and I was going to and then I thought better of it. I'm like, "You know what? I'll I'll wait till after the game." And he can't and get
2: any he can't get any Duke things wrong now, Matt, not because of me, but he had Spatola next to him. So you yeah. can't get, you know, you, you got to be you got to be crisp with it. Yeah, I don't I I know yeah yeah <laughs> that's
0: enough on him all right uh I listen good Pete always it, Good do uh, I okay uh, yeah I'll big they word for it. it yeah um Pete thank you and uh appreciate it have a great call tonight and uh make sure they get your audio turned up because that place is crazy loud especially with the artificial noise in that building so uh we'll be uh we'll be watching okay
1: I can't wait thanks for having me on guys it's a fun chat
0: Thanks, Pete. All right. Pete Souza. Pete Souza.